0: So they went to the park yesterday and they took their bikes and they found this hill that they were going to go down. And it was kind of steep. And Maxwell goes, Tucker, if something happens to me, tell my story. (laughs) And and Tucker goes, What story? (laughs) And she goes, Tell him that I love horses. Jesus in the Bible, and Tucker's like, "Okay, (laughs) (laughs) must have been a pretty big hill." Yeah,
1: Yeah. that is so funny. Tell Tell my
2: story. story. Tell my
1: story. (laughs) (laughs) So dramatic. I'm gonna have to have her on the on the podcast so that she can tell her story. She would love that. I mean, you know know how outgoing she is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? <laughs> yeah, in eight years she said three words to yeah.
0: me. Yeah, yeah, won't even look at Scotty Hutch. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he deserves that though. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean,
2: <laughs> I remember one time at church, he was like, "Hey, Maxwell, did it like your art and all these? They made art stuff, mm-hmm. and she comes out and she's just staring at him like no emotion." <laughs> Yeah. and Scott's like okay and I've tried to
0: explain to her like stranger danger and he doesn't qualify quite <laughs> for that you know but Yeah. it doesn't matter I don't know that he doesn't qualify I don't know we're not going to get into yeah. that one, but. Yeah. I mean I feel like he should be here to defend himself on that you
2: know? That's true. Uh, we'll come back
1: another time Yeah. And, Scott
2: uh, leave your message <laughs> or leave your comment below yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> awesome so thank you everybody for listening this is the Almost Home Podcast. Our guest today is probably the most requested guest in the history of podcast. not just mine. I could be wrong. I don't know the stats. I don't have the stats in front of me. This is my friend, my, I don't know where, where I was going to go with that. Anyway, this is Jared Hain, everybody. <laughs> and that's a new button I got. I love
0: it. Yeah, At least it wasn't the... (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: that'll come later. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But, Jared, tell us us a little bit about yourself real quick before we get into our questions.
0: Absolutely. So, as you said, my name's Jared Hain. My wife is Cindy. We both go to family church with you guys. Uh, We have Maxwell, Tucker, and Levi are our three kids. Uh, We live right south of... Right outside of Wellsville, and that's pretty much the story of our life.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: I've got three go questions with... for you. Oh, no go, ahead. no, go ahead. No, you have more to tell.
0: No, I was just going to say you and I grew up together, been friends for, I was thinking about this the other day, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years.
1: It's pretty wow. wild. That's wild. A lot of memories in that time. We a, won't get into those A now. long relationship. Yeah. We should go to Marriage Encounter, just we as friends, and see what they would think. Like, we'd have to sit down and write the letters to each other. We dear, could We dear. could teach a lot of what not to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was thinking about your guys' friendship last night, and just because we knew you were coming on, and, um, you know, because you weren't really... I didn't, re- I knew who you were when we started dating, mm-hmm. but you guys weren't hanging out yeah. and stuff, you know? And so n- this week, Jared and I have been together for 10 years and, um, it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I not, did I not say that no, right, no, no. right yeah. <laughs> And, but just in the last several years, it's been from somebody who doesn't, See you guys, like, know you guys from your childhood and things. Mm-hmm. To see your guys' friendship evolve in the last couple of years more together, you know. It's well, like think, you're going to my family dinners in my house and yeah, like, yeah, with exactly. my parents and Yeah, shout out stuff. to Bobcat. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um,
2: so it's pretty cool.
0: Well, we went through a little phase where we just kind of were going in separate directions. Yeah,
2: it
1: wasn't know? like a falling
0: out or anything. No, we just, no, we just, you just got... But we did, nice. we kind of drifted apart from that standpoint. Um, but I would say the first what ten years, I mean, we we were pretty inseparable really. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of stuff together. We were on the fire department. We probably did a lot of things that we're not gonna bring up on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, if you if you listen to my you know that I called his family from jail I called his you know he still lives with his parents mm-hmm. I called their house from jail at six o'clock in the morning so that gives you a little insight of how um how long we have how close we are mm-hmm. how close I am and how comfortable I am around your parents that I would call them from jail and be like hey is, is Jared there <laughs> they thought I was with you yeah they did because you were with me previous like earlier that night yeah. anyway what's fun um
2: So your guys' friendship is pretty fun. Awesome. And it's one of those, and I feel this way. I make fun of it. With you
1: and your brother is, if I don't see you, if I don't talk to you for months on end, the next time I see you or talk to you, it's like we were together five minutes ago. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those, it's just natural or whatever. Question number one. Okay. If you were to retire today, Mm -hmm. money's not an issue. It's just you and your family. You can do what you want. What what would your hobbies be? What would you be doing? Like describe to us the next, we'll say 90 to 180 days. What would your family be doing?
0: Well, my wife might be upset because you and I would go on some hunting trips. You know, we'd call up Clay Newcomb and see if he wants to go. (laughs) Maybe Steve, maybe Steve, but, um, that's a really good question. I don't know, I've been working so much that I retirement hasn't even been a <laughs> been a consideration. I would say we would travel quite a bit. Yeah. I think so. If money was no option though, we would definitely buy a place pretty remote and uh, get off the grid a while. That off the grid thing, that always I love it.
2: That sounds nice. I such love a big
0: idea for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. My wife would probably be on her horse all the time and I'd be out hunting and you know, we'd meet up for dinner or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe write her a letter. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it would be just like you just seen each other yesterday. Yeah. Because your, right. rela- your relationship with your wife is similar to our relationship. Like it's almost on the same level. Yeah. I would say it's, yeah.
0: I mean, I can brag on our relationship because we really are. We're, we're pretty tight. She's pretty special. So. Yeah. It's yeah. a good thing you marry her. Mm-hmm. She stayed with me too. Yeah. So far. Tolerant woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very patient.
1: So, question number two: Describe your dream girl. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, now any <laughs> any uh, any book you've read, or let's go TV show, movie, whatever. Insert yourself in there as a character, like you are that character, living that life. Dude, why are you giving me these questions? <laughs> you threw softball pitches
0: to some of your previous
1: well some of them aren't as intellectually <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: whatever dude uh,
0: Kyle Wright would answer these off the cuff so much better
1: yeah too bad I missed I f- forgot to ask him questions yeah so well, you'll have him back on anyway sorry ask the question again if you could be in any book movie TV show like as a you're replacing that character. Uh, you're living that life. You're who would it be? What TV show? What book? What movie? Kevin Costner, Open Range. Oh man, that's a hard life. It is, man. But I'd love it. I love that movie. That's yeah. such a good movie. Was Perfect. that a good answer? Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> I, I'm it's a good proud one. If you I'm haven't proof. watched Open <laughs> I'm Range, I'm <laughs> not that quick, and that one came right out. If you haven't seen Open Range, you need to watch it. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: I don't think I have.
1: No, oh, you need to watch. it. Um, question number three. Mm-hmm. Favorite Bible verse, or verses, or scripture, passage. Got
0: two of them. So, the first one is, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the presence nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8, 39. Romans is always solid yeah mm-hmm. and you'll see later on why that has just played so much of a role it's actually my background on my phone you know um, and the other one I really like is just trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding Proverbs 3,
1: 5 another great one yeah you really thought this through Those are good ones. Well, it's It's pretty easy when it's my
0: background on my phone. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's right here.
1: Makes sense. That's a good one. Okay, so I want to start this off with a a little story. Okay. That kind of tells a little bit more about about your personality. Um, You mentioned that we were on the fire department together. My dad was the chief. We had a, a training. It was a Sunday afternoon. And they had the Life Flight helicopter come in for training. So Life Flight gets there, they land out in the parking lot, they come in, we had a catered lunch, and our training the purpose of the training is to go over the helicopter. Let's say, God forbid the helicopter was coming in to do, you know, their work here and they crashed or had a hard landing, something happened, how to you know, fuel shut offs, that kind of thing was training. So we get done eating. Everyone's like, all right, well, we're going to go out to the helicopter now, look it over, learn a few things, talk to the flight nurses and pilots. We walk out the door of the fire station. Dad, who is the fire chief, is walking with the pilots, and they're having, like, serious conversation. Jared Hain takes off at a dead sprint towards the shot, towards the helicopter, yelling, <laughs> shotgun! <laughs> <laughs> and it was... One of the funniest things I ever experienced in the fire department.
0: I can't be the only person that's ever called shotgun on a life flight,
1: right? <laughs> I wouldn't think so, uh, but it was probably the funniest moment I've ever heard. Someone do you remember how
0: period. the pilots found no humor? <laughs> yeah. They were like, he's
1: an idiot. And your dad confirmed that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. We had some good times back then on the fire Excellent department. times. We knew how to do our job.
0: Yeah. But we also had a lot of
1: fun. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know
2: you guys were on the fire department.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, um, he actually had his senior pictures taken in, like, one of his senior <laughs> pictures with, with fire gear and stuff. Yeah. And when I was at their house one time, we were in their basement doing something, and I found an old photo. Like, like glamour shots looking photo when he was a little kid and it was in a frame and everything and he's like seven in this picture sitting all proper and there's many blinds behind him that are highlighted in neon <laughs> does and your so... mom
2: listen to her podcast i think
1: so kim be... i need
2: to come to, come to your house <laughs> and see these pictures well, well that probably, still, I have think it. I, I probably yeah. still have it somewhere because i took that forever. picture
1: when I, when I bought my first house, that was the only picture I had hanging on the wall, which was of Jared as a kid. Right as you
0: walk in the door. And,
1: and I had his senior pictures, like, stuck in the corners. And people would ask me all the time. And I came up with all kinds of stories about who this guy was. And it was so funny. But anyway, <laughs> what a good, oh, so fun. We had a lot of fun back then. Still do. Okay, so this is the part where we hand it over to you we let you tell your story and some of Maxwell's if you want. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she'll be able to tell her story years from now. Um, that's cool. So we've, we've kind of talked about this a little bit and unlike some of your previous guests, I've, you know, had an amazing childhood. I grew up, couldn't ask for better parents, great brother. Um, and grew up catholic definitely always believed it wasn't a you know i didn't come from a bad place and there's this big event that changed my life or anything like that that caused me to become a a follower um but i i never had that relationship you know with with jesus like i do now or that i continually try to um improve um So, I don't have much of a long story about my childhood or growing up. Um, I would say it was probably in my early 20s. um, I started to go to church with Cindy. And, you know, it, it actually was amazing to me because, you know, nothing against the. Nothing against Catholics by any means, because I I definitely loved that that part of my faith growing up. But to start going to non-denomination churches, where you know you realize how close of a relationship you can have with the Lord just directly, you know, and I I absolutely loved that, and you know, Cindy grew up, you know you know, faith-based family as well. And um, so as we, as we uh, kind of moved along in our relationship and started talking about marriage and, and all these different things, faith, faith played a role in it. You know, we're, you know, I came Catholic, she came from non-denomination. And we decided, you know, we're gonna go the route of non-denomination. And, you know, so again, it it wasn't a situation where I came from something bad and turned it into something good. But I would say my, my relationship with the Lord really changed, you know, around, I don't know, Cindy and I were engaged and I was, I started having a lot of mental issues, mental like. Anxiety and and depression and stuff like that. Worrying is always something I've been very prone to. Even as a kid, I look back and realize I had these issues way back then. Um, But I started going to a counselor um, because I just... I mean, it was becoming paralyzing, really. And um, I ended up... They me that I had obsessive compulsive disorder and it it just wasn't getting better and as the the older I was getting the more it was just really crippling me and you know I would I would find myself not even wanting to get out of bed in the morning but not wanting to go to bed at night you know I mean it, it just was so consuming to me and for about two or three years I was going twice a week to to therapy and this is where my wife is just amazing because um you know we get married and can you imagine your first year of marriage you're literally you know i don't want to get out of bed in the morning i'm trying to run a business i'm uh i i just i'm sit there paralyzed with fear i mean i remember times it would be the most random things that I would just sit there and be consumed by. One example, without getting into a lot of examples, is um, the fear of, I forget what happened, but I thought, what if I just caused an accident? And for about six months after that, I would just constantly be going down the road and have to turn around and check and see if I caused an accident. Just just something like that. And then I'd go to bed at night and think, what if I caused an accident? What if something happened to somebody? I'm going to go to jail. There, something's seriously wrong. And if you don't understand, if you've never been through it, then you don't know the deep impact that that has. And I really struggled with this stuff. I, I struggled with being a bad person. What if I'm not a good person? And it would just consume me. You know, I, I would hear about bad things on TV and think, what if I become that person? What if I, I'm probably not doing a good job of explaining it so much, but when you're, when you're going through these things, it's, it's just catastrophic mentally. Um, I went through a, a phase where, um, you know, I thought I was going to get every illness that I would hear about on TV stuff like that you know and and it just sank me into a really deep depression and so back to our first year of marriage you know we're trying to start a business we bought a house we're not even really getting to enjoy a lot of the newlywed phase because I literally am just I'm down I'm, I'm depressed and and I say all this because it took several years before I've would allow Christ to come into my life and and give me that comfort that I sought, you know. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I I was never like suicidal or anything like that, but I was in such a deep state that I didn't want to live like that either, you know. Um, and then, it was like one day, I just really started putting my faith into the Lord and It started bringing this calm about me, you know. It's like, no matter what happens in life, I know that at the end of the day, I am with the Lord. And He's, this road's not going to be easy, but He's going to be right there with me. And so, that was definitely beneficial. Years go by, still really struggling with this stuff, because as much as we all want to say, we just turn it over to the Lord, a lot of times, that's a struggle, especially with mental issues. Yeah, and, you can't
1: if you can't turn it off. It's hard to just turn it exactly. Over. It's not like a and, physical thing you can
0: And and everybody says you know, well just turn it over to the Lord. You know, let let him take this from you. And while I agree with that, when you're wrapped up so much mentally in your head, you know, that's just not. It's not always such an easy task. And especially when you're questioning issues about yourself, you know. I mean, when I started having these issues, the last thing you want to do is Google it. I don't know (laughs) if anybody's (laughs) ever told you that. But don't ever Google mental health Mm -hmm. or, you know, symptoms of this, this, or this. Because every one of us is going to have one or two of them. And you're going to, well... You don't have OCD, so I guess you probably wouldn't. But I'm sitting there just dissecting everything that I've done, thinking I'm this horrible person. I could turn into this. Wow, I have mental illness, so I'm going to turn into this psycho dude or whatever. And a lot of that problem was because nobody ever talked about it. You know, I had... I went to an amazing counselor. She was a Christian counselor, and that was you know I credit her for really turning my life around and uh, but other than with her nobody understood mental health my family didn't understand mental health they were by all means supportive you know Um, my wife didn't understand it you know she would probably wonder well, why can't you just get up you know let's just go and and you can't and a lot of the issues that I even previously brought up they probably don't sound anything to you guys because they're that irrational and but to me they were like crippling
1: and you've told me before that you would even know at the time it was irrational mm-hmm. like you mentioned thinking yeah. you caused an accident and having yeah. to turn around you would know in your mind yeah. like this is irrational yeah. I didn't cause an accident No, but I have to go check Yeah, yeah it would
0: be like I mean, this is just an example, one of a hundred things I've probably just dwelled on so much that, that it consumed my life. But I can remember, you know, I was doing a project down outside of Iola, and I dreaded that drive because I would turn around nine or 10 times and go back to a crossroad, 10 miles back to make sure I didn't cause an accident because I was just so afraid of causing an accident. So ridiculous. You know, I look back now, just unbelievable. But do you know how long it takes to get to Iowa? You have know, to keep <laughs> turning around. And, uh, you know, it's just crazy. Or like I said, when I first realized that I was having some mental health issues, the last thing i want to do is get on Google and see what those symptoms are. Because you're going to find yourself up there with some of the craziest people in the world. Instead of realizing that it's, you know, a very, a lot more common than people want to lead on, you know. Whether it's obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, depression, which they all kind of play hand in hand. Or bipolar, or schizophrenia. I mean, there's a, there's so many different things. Um, and so, again, years go on. I, I still... Once in a while, you know, I'm just prone to kind of dwelling on things. But between the therapy I went to and, and really diving in and, and trusting in the Lord more, which is a work in progress for all of us, I don't care what anybody says, um, there would just be times where I'd, I'd almost, I'd just break down and I would just start praying. And then all of a sudden it was like this peace. It like this tranquility, you know. And it was just for that five or ten minutes that I would allow that, it was just the best feeling in the world, you know. Um, and you and I have talked about this. When I come on your podcast, we're going to kind of bring mental health to light a little bit. I think in today's world, it is something that isn't discussed near enough. I mean, you get on the news, and I, I can't even believe some of the stuff that's on the news now. I never thought our country would be focused on some of this. <laughs> and, and uh, um, you know, we've had people in our town that have had mental health issues. And it kind of breaks my heart because, you know, did they think they were alone? You know, did they think that there's not other people there that are suffering and dealing with the same things and I'm I'm very fortunate because for probably the last five six years I've had no issues I mean I've I've really been able to I don't know if you can kind of grow out of it as you get older if things change with you and and you are able to handle the situation a lot better but I I mean knock on wood I just I really I haven't had any issues, but it doesn't mean that it's not still important to me because it took about 10 years of my life of really struggling, you know, and you're one of my best friends. And have I
1: ever talked to you about it? You know, I didn't know 90 percent of what you're talking about until yesterday when we discussed it yesterday. Yeah.
0: I didn't want anybody to know. And even now, it's hard but at the same time, if one person could hear this and realize there's hope, then I'd tell the world about it. Which I am, because podcasts can go worldwide, and well, I'm sure this podcast is reaching... There's, there's tens of people that will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I just, I've decided, you know, if, if it can help anybody, then what I went through was more than worse especially it's easy for me to say now because I'm not directly going through it now and I pray that I never do again but I want people to know that there's there's definitely hope and it it gets better and I would consider myself no different now than someone who doesn't struggle with with mental illness you know I I don't have these issues anymore
1: and yeah, I mean, that's... You know, a, f- a few weeks back, we were at your house for dinner, the kids were playing, and we were hanging out, and we discussed you coming on the podcast, like, your mm-hmm. your wife brought it up, and I was like, sure, absolutely, you can be on the podcast, and in my, like, I thought about it, I'm like, I don't really know what we're going to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um I was glad to have you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I just like, wonder where that's going to go. Like I just, yeah. some people that I've had on here, I know that, you know, they've been in trouble or they've had this struggle or whatever. I've never known, never known that until you and I were working yesterday. And,
0: well, and you know, I thought about it as well. And actually, I had an inkling that I'd be asked on your podcast at some point. You know, I didn't know you were gonna invite Scotty before me, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, this is something that I wanted to to talk about because again, I I had an amazing childhood. There was there's nothing that that I could complain or that I would ever change. You know, I'm still extremely close to my parents and my brother. And, you know, I have an amazing marriage. I mean, my wife is, I mean, amazing. I mean, she she puts up with me, you know? (laughs) But she's dealt with all this stuff. I mean, how hard would that be on a marriage, you know? How hard would it be if your spouse is just, you know, all but curled up in a corner on, I mean, I'm not saying this was every day, but it was like phases, you know? You'd go through days of it, of just being down and she was always there you know um and I guess in some ways maybe that's made us closer you know we've depended on each other a lot Mm -hmm. and uh anyways so yeah and I really hope that you know if anybody's dealing with this that they do they they reach out there's people you know there's people that want to hear from you that want to Help you through this, you know. And I'm sure you've seen this a lot being a veteran and and even having your own struggles. I mean, we all have struggles, right? I mean, we've all dealt with depression or anxiety of of some sort, you know. The happiest people in the world go home at night and there's still things that probably weigh on their mind and and at times get them down. And,
2: uh, yeah, so. I think everybody is... If they think something's wrong in their head, mm-hmm. that they're embarrassed yeah. by it or ashamed or, like, something's wrong and mm-hmm. nobody's going to be accepting of that, that. Yeah. And, I mean, I was like that. Even what I talked, to I was a hypochondriac. Anything, like, and yesterday, you know, and I don't think for a long time I've been able to just come out and say, like, yesterday, I'm not okay today. That's That's hard for people. Yeah. To just open and be like, I'm not, I, I'm i just, I'm not okay.
0: Yeah.
2: And people need to know that it's okay to say those words yeah. and to find, don't Google it. <laughs> if right. you feel like you need to Google depression or anger yeah. or something, open a Bible app yeah. and just type those words in and start reading all the positive things Absolutely. that can come with those feelings instead there's other resources than google (laughs) yes
0: and and honestly i guess i haven't really touched enough on on how my faith has helped me through this i think it is (laughs) i can't imagine a life without faith i really can't like what is there you know what so you you get up every day you go to work you go home and and yeah you raise your kids you everything but What else, you know, and I don't know, as I've gotten older, gotten married and had three kids, you know, there's just a lot of stressors in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you're not dealing with a mental illness and I think, you know, praise God that we, we actually have the opportunity to have a relationship with him and know that our salvation is in his hand. and. And that when we're going through these things, because we know we're going to go through trials on this planet. We just know. And we can, we just, we have him to turn to. And learning that has just changed this whole thing for me. And like I said, I I know that we all struggle handing stuff over to him. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care what anybody says. We all do. And, but learning to trusting with more and more and more there's a piece about that that you don't understand until you do, especially when you've been to some pretty dark places
1: you know One thing one thing you mentioned and something we talked about yesterday with your OCD um, your OCD isn't you have to touch a doorknob three times or something like that. there's a wide range of it and the thing we talked about yesterday with people say oh well my my closet has to be in color order or mm. something like that that's not ocd there there are versions of that
0: i agree with you like there's some people that say yeah i'm just i'm just a little ocd about my yard and it's like are you are you really
1: you know You're you're not dealing with what there's a difference between O C D and anal. Yeah. yeah. Like you can be just super anal and super hyper focused on something and it's not O C D. Right. And
0: actually there are.
1: There's a lot
0: of the um on that spectrum of it. And I've dealt with a little bit of that. Not much. Um the hardest part for my therapist that I used to go to or for a doctor is when it's in your mind when, it, when it's more of a mental thing like you're worrying about stuff because how do you fix that you know like you know if if you touch a doorknob three times you know i, I don't know how to tell somebody not to do that but you know you there's exercises and stuff like that, that that they work with you on and 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 get through that with the mental challenge you know where you're worrying about something or Um, you obsess, obviously, about it. Um, like, I'm fearful that I'm dying of something, as an example, which is very real as far as OCD is concerned. You know, how do you, how do you work through that with somebody, you know? And a lot of it is just, you know, you have to sit with it. You know, you, you literally just have to sit there and realize there's nothing I can do about it. I'm I'm sure this is irrational but we're gonna sit with this and you know your body goes into fight or fight mode and so you know um, you have to come down off of that I don't do a very good job of explaining and I'm not used to being interviewed or anything like that so if we were sitting around on the tailgate I could explain this stuff a lot better you know Um, so yeah, anyways, learning to sit with it and sit with these anxieties or these obsessions. I think that's where prayer really came in, you know, and I think that once I found that, I was able to learn to turn pretty much everything over to the Lord at that point. You know, it's like, God, I I don't have control of this, you know. This is a struggle that I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I know it's ridiculous that I'm worrying about it, but it seems so real and you just and again that's that's what's amazing about where my faith is now I can have that one-on-one talk with him you know I don't have to go through somebody I don't have to you know do any sort of ritual or anything else like I just have that one-on-one and if you if you want to know if he's there witness that peace that comes from praying to him about something so deep and dark, you know? And when that peace hits, it's like, yeah, I know he's got this. I know he's got this, you know? So, yeah, I just, I love the idea of coming on here and bringing a little light to, to mental illness. I mean, we, we touched on this yesterday a lot and
1: there's just, there's hope out there to, to get through it, and it's not like the stigma that goes along with it. it's not near as bad as as it used to be, as far as if you come forward about something, it truly is okay. there truly is people that's gonna that mm-hmm. are gonna try of course it's there's still social media and that kind of stuff. I wouldn't go to Facebook with it because people will just tear you apart for mm-hmm. no reason, but there is um. There is a lot of people there that that will help you when they'll do their absolute best. Uh, the
0: stigma attached
1: to it. Yeah, the, the stigma attached to it is just, uh, it's, it's not what it used to be. And I, I hope there's people listening now that, for the longest time, for me, there's someone that I'm very close to that has dealt with a lot of different things. And I just never understood it. And I was just like, well... If you can't do this, you can't get out of bed, you can't just do it. Yeah. Just, just go out, go outside and go for a jog, get some sunlight and some exercise. You'll be fine. And it's so much worse than that. Once I actually had to, I had to like take it upon myself to read and to study and, and see, man, there is something like really, really holding this person mm-hmm. back. And it's far beyond what I can understand, but, it's not for me to understand. It's for me just to care and try to help any way I can and be there for them. Well, and
0: when you're, when you're looking at it, and I'm not downplaying one issue over another or anything like that, but when it's more of a mental standpoint instead of like a an outwardly OCD like an obsession, like you said, touching the doorknob three times, stuff like that, that's easier to for people to help you through you know I'm, I'm not saying it's easy because I've, I've been through it all but that's easier to diagnose and treat than what somebody's dealing with in their head you know and when I say that I don't mean like crazy things I just mean irrational fears and worries I mean that's what I'm talking about when I say mentally like irrational fears and worries that to everybody on the outside it, it's like, why are you worried about that? You know you didn't cause an accident. You know you're not crazy. You know you're not going to go kill somebody. But to somebody that's worried that they could actually be that person or cause that problem, it it sounds ridiculous, but if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You know? If you don't know what that's like, you don't know what that person's going through. And... I know so many times in my past, whether it be with work or, you know, marriage, friends, whatever, it's like, people, they do say, you know, you just gotta get past this. You just gotta deal with it. it's like, well, that's easy for you to say. I mean, there's no comfort when you don't wanna get out of bed in the morning to face the day, but you are terrified to go to bed at night because you know you're gonna sit there and just think and and uh (laughs) i i used to say the idle mind is a devil's playground you know because it's like you're sitting there and all these negative terrible bad thoughts are going in your head and that just adds to it you know um I don't know, is any of this making sense? Absolutely. Or, or I mean, am I just rambling on? No, you know? no, no, you're
1: you're on it, you're... It's... And it's one of those things, too, being on this side of the ta- table, figuratively and literally, um, I I don't understand it. And I, I never will. Mm-hmm but that doesn't mean i can't be understanding yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. like i can understand that if i know someone that's struggling with this or that or or wherever it wherever it is then just be understanding that they're going through something don't mean you have to understand and try to fix them mm-hmm. i think that's another big thing is the whole we'll just get up and go yeah. you'll be fine
0: yeah and you know i was fortunate enough Going through this, that in my darkest times, I was never once, never once suicidal. Now, don't get me wrong, there were times when I thought to myself, I just, I can't live like this anymore. But I never, I never contemplated taking that next step. And it breaks my heart that there are so many people out there that do. Yeah. And I don't understand it, you know, especially, you know, just the impact that that would have on everybody around them as well I don't understand why somebody would want to do that or I, I don't how do I say this I don't understand that part of it because I was never that deep but I can understand how they get to that point you know what I mean it's like I don't understand their their I don't understand getting to the point of wanting to end your life because I was never there but I can understand their feelings of hopelessness you know and I I don't know, I'm not ai am not a doctor or psychologist or anything else but I think that's I would imagine that's what leads people to that final step is because there's just a hopelessness and they're outcasts you know nobody nobody understands them nobody nobody goes through what they go through and you do feel that way and you know like i said we know we know people in, in wellsville our hometown that that are struggling with depression bipolar all these different things and they need to be able to talk to somebody they need to know that hey i go through this too
1: you know you're not you know, so, and the people that see it need to hold judgment. They need to know that too, and that's that's the other part. Like there's there's two sides to this coin. For this episode of the um, of our podcast, one side is for people to know that there there is hope and there is faith, and that you can get into scripture, and that can help you find a way. But also, the other side of that coin is if you don't know anyone or think you don't know anyone going do that but you just see it on social media you see it on the news you see it whatever it's not for you to judge which we all we all know that we've all heard that but it's not for you to think any different of that person other than maybe they just need some help maybe they just need someone to talk to your judgment's the last thing they need well and we're
0: we're all guilty of that to a degree you know and we're all we're all quick to get upset with somebody on the road, or, you know, that's in a building that's just real short-tempered with you, or whatever, but, like, that person that cuts you off on the road, you don't know what they're going through, you know, they may have woke up, you know, that morning with some serious problems, and they're not thinking, you know, they're not thinking on the road, I'm not saying what they're doing is right, but they're, we don't know what they're going through, you know, and... It's... I don't know. I
1: don't know. None of us do. That's why it's tolerance. It's and it, and it so
0: doesn't... You know, somebody that's going through depression or anxiety or any of these different things, it it, it doesn't make them crazy. Like, you, you don't look at these people and say, oh, Them guys are crazy. No, they're not. They're fighting something. Mm-hmm. And... They're no different than you and I. They've just been dealt a, a hard blow, you know, mm-hmm. from that standpoint, you know. I mean, like I said, I, I dealt with all this stuff, and I thank the Lord that I really don't anymore, you know. I mean, I have the tendencies once in a while, but I, I don't. It, it just doesn't get me like it used to, you know. And a lot of people deal with this stuff, and, and you don't know it. Like I said, I mean, you and I have had... <laughs> Some of the best times in the world, and you probably never knew that there were times that you know when we weren't hanging out that you know I was not able to eat because I was just so um, mixed up, you know, so obsessed about something, and
1: uh, yeah, you you mentioned growing up Catholic, and then and then kind of coming um, non-denominational, going to a non-denominational church. Is there, like I, I've i been to a Catholic church because my in-laws are Catholic. Is there just a, that huge difference between like personally knowing God and knowing to pray, um, you know, pray to God and, and just speak to Him? Is that something that's not really shown like I know in Catholic in, in Catholicism there's the rosary you pray the rosary and you have these things you do but is there not the they like just to have that time to just talk to God
0: you know I may be the wrong person to ask because you know even though we were quote unquote Catholic I mean we didn't it wasn't we didn't go all we didn't, we didn't participate all the time, um, in that, um, I would say there's different levels, you know, there's, there's some that, that have a very close relationship with Jesus, you know, where they, they do have the one-on-one, um, and, and again, this is by no means saying that they're, like, I'm not telling them that what they're doing is wrong or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm just speaking from my perspective that, um, you know, I just I love the idea of just going straight to the Lord with this stuff and and uh, you know
1: like that. So then, for you specifically, it's it's. Oh exactly yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with being Catholic or being non-denominational. No, or just no, either, and
0: again, it, it's unfair for me to. It's unfair for me to say anything about, um, you know, how the how the Catholic faith works, because I wasn't involved enough to truly understand it. You know, I, uh, I didn't even really get into it until I was about 17 when my grandpa died. Um, I immediately, like, I remember the night that he died, like, it was like something switched with me, and I wanted to increase my faith and you know i'd always believed but i'd never never really pursued it and i'll never forget that night it was just something when i was laying there in bed clicked and so my mom and i started going to um classes because there's classes that you take um, to get your uh, first communion and stuff like that and so my mom went through it all with me and and whatnot and you know It was it was great. I I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just for me personally, I really enjoy. And man, how could you not enjoy going to Family Church? Right. And I'm not I'm not, you know I'm not on here to, you know promote Family Church. I'm just saying, it's just amazing. I mean the rights have really, they've created something and and brought something to light that is definitely having a movement in Wellsville mm-hmm. and soon to be in Baldwin, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. you really do feel like you're at a family event or get together when you're in that church. You are. It's, I don't know.
1: You mentioned the night your, your grandpa passed. I was in a hotel room in Colorado that night. I remember calling and, and talking to you and Justin then, um, is when I was fighting forest fires and I was out there then, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I remember calling and talking to you then, and yeah. Yeah, that was
0: that was pretty rough, uh, especially when you're seventeen. You sure. Know, and and uh, never really faced any sort of death in the family at all, you know. And for some reason, with me, that that brought me closer to the Lord. Like that was definitely a step. Um, Towards the Lord, you know,
1: and um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I have another podcast lined up for like a month or so now, where I've got a a person coming on that's that's on the other side of that, that's uh, on the medical field that is passionate about mental health, and it's something I'm passionate about because being a veteran and seeing seeing the things that um, that I have and the people go through the things they have. Um, you know, it's no secret, 22 veterans a day. I don't know if that's still the number, if it's gone up or down or whatever, but that's kind of the number that everyone still says. The number of people that I've personally known that have taken their own lives, um, and even other veterans. I, I know people I serve with that are in prison that are never getting out of prison from coming home and snapping. Um, one guy, well, let's see, triple murder. You know, he's never getting out. And it's, it all comes down to mental health. And it's, it's huge. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in friends. Mm. You see it in, um, you see it in celebrities. Like, nobody's immune. No. And it's, it's super important for me. and. Well, think
0: about the drug, drug issue we face in this country, or the alcohol abuse we face in this country. I mean, even from a personal standpoint, I mean, I've, I've drank a lot in the past to kind of numb that stuff. Like, that was my way of, of dealing with it. I mean, I, I still drink once in a while, or I still, you know, have a couple beers, whatever. But I don't use it as a tool anymore, you know. Um, but I look back, you know, when my anxiety was high, and it was like that really helped calm me down or, or numb things a little bit was to, to drink, you know? And I'm by no means against people having drinks. I just, I, uh, I don't like to see people using it to, to numb things, you know? And we see that all the time. So imagine, I mean, alcohol is one thing. Imagine the harder drugs that yeah. people are using because they don't see another outlet Maybe a lot of these people don't wanna be doing these drugs, but it's the only way to calm their mind down. Because when your body's in fight or flight mode on these issues, your mind is going so fast. And people don't really stop and think about that, but that's really hard. Like, your mind is going so fast and racing so hard that you you can't focus on one thing. And so, how tempting would it be to take a pill, to smoke something, to drink something, to just bring you down, you know and, and bring you down enough to just be able to, to relax because that's at the end of the day that's all that's all somebody wants that's dealing with that. I was fortunate enough to not get into drugs. I've never been into drugs. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to use my faith to start bringing that calm. and it's amazing. I mean I sleep better now than I have in years. It seems like the further I get into my faith, the the better I sleep, you know,
1: and so. Yeah, you, know, you, you read kind of the the drugs and whatnot. It doesn't help that the healthcare system in the United States is it's not just not United States; it's everywhere. Nobody is worried about a cure. All right. They're they they the healthcare system does not want you cured. Well, they want to treat you, not cure yeah. you. There's more, there's a lot more money in treatment than mm-hmm. there is a cure. And that and goes that's... that goes beyond mental health
0: though. Yeah. You know, that yeah, for sure. it, it's unbelievable and it's very sad. And we could have a bunch of podcasts and discussions on that. Yeah. Because 100%. Yeah, it's, it's... so easy now and we're seeing it in all aspects, but it's so easy now to give somebody a and it doesn't matter what it's for. I mean, it seems like now, instead of diving into what could actually solve this problem or eliminate this problem, it's, here you go. Yeah.
1: You know. If car mechanics treated your vehicle the same way the healthcare community treats your body, nobody would go to mechanics anymore. If I said, man, I, I got a big knock so in my truck there's something wrong with my motor instead of the mechanic saying well it's because you don't have any oil they're going to say well have you tried turning up the radio that's the way that's the way healthcare treats not just mental health but any physical health as well and are you saying sick. that because you were in my work truck yesterday
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I didn't hear a knock I just turned up the
0: radio <laughs> but, no I, I totally understand what you're
1: saying well, it's been, it's been a great conversation. It's something that I've wanted to touch on for a while, and I had no idea it was going to come to light through you. And I'm very, very glad that it has. And coming on and being vulnerable and talking about things you haven't talked about before, it's huge, and I, I appreciate it more than you understand. Yeah. you know. Um, do you want to put any of your social medias on there? your business if someone's out there needs a driveway built or a needs a wells drilled or you know
0: i think more than anything you know you can visit my uh facebook page or instagram or whatever if you ever want to talk you know or anything like that because this isn't something anybody should deal with on their own and having gone through it now being on the other side of it i think uh
1: I think people need to know there's hope on that. Awesome. For sure. Well, his name is Jared Hain. He's on Instagram and Facebook. You can find him there. And I tell you, when you meet someone in this Hain family, you're going to love them. Every, every member of this family, they're great people. I love them all to death. Um, I Like I said, I can't be more appreciative of you coming on here. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on. You can find almost home on all the social medias and all that stuff. And we're going to let the lovely Jennifer tell you where to find us.
2: As always, you can find us on Facebook at the almost home podcast, Instagram at the almost home dot podcast. And then every week when we release our episodes, you can copy and paste that link in, um, Google, Apple, or Spotify, once you click follow on any platform that you're listening on, you'll be able to get those notifications when our new episode gets released.
1: Awesome. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. And we will see you next week. I love you all. God bless. Bye.